What's up, everyone? Welcome to my corner of the internet. I'm your host, Ryan Kramer, and this is Crossover Commerce, presented by Ping Pong Payments, the leading global payments provider helping sellers keep more of their hard-earned money. Each episode on here will feature leaders in the digital space to help entrepreneurs grow their knowledge and understanding of the Amazon and e-commerce world. Let's get started. What's up, everyone? I'm your host, Ryan Kramer, and welcome to episode 50 of Crossover Commerce. Little uh, party emoji there. Um, thanks for joining us live on LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. I'm super excited today to be uh, joined by uh, a very special guest, but I just wanted to kind of take a moment to reflect and think about 50 episodes with 50 unique different listeners uh, or in speakers, I should say, uh, in the Amazon and e-commerce space. I'm super excited to uh, have people that are in the space that can uh, talk about their sort of uh, perspective. And that's all what the show is about, is bringing perspective and value to people in the Amazon and e-commerce space. But again, this episode, or this show, I should say, Crossover Commerce is presented by Ping Pong Payments. Ping Pong provides marketplace sellers and entrepreneurs global solutions for controlling their domestic and international funds. An account with us enables companies to significantly reduce their costs when receiving or making international payments all in a platform to increase their op operational efficiencies, saves time by paying VAs, paying your suppliers, and receiving funds from different international marketplaces. Now that we got that out of the way, again, if you're joining us live on Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, or Twitter, go ahead and comment below, link, like, or share this with your followers. Or if you're listening to this via download on Amazon, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you consume your podcast, go ahead and give us uh, a rating and go ahead and share with your followers as well. Thanks for listening to us. But again, about this show, number 50, I wanted to bring on a special guest that would be able to talk about one of my favorite topics in the space is ranking on Amazon and off Amazon as well. We're going to be talking about the best ways to do that in 2021. But our guest today is among the most recognized consultants when it comes to Amazon.com marketplace and well-known in the name in the, name in the e-commerce space. At the young age of 26 in 2014, he had a literally, uh, having literally rounded the world during a gap year, he took a hot seat at a fast-growing e-commerce company and top seller on Amazon. Uh, he was based in Shenzhen, China, and after having a chance to work with two of the top of the global top 50 Amazon sellers in China, he launched his very first digital marketing agency in Hong Kong to exclusively help Amazon sellers, and Growth Hack Consulting was born. Growth Hack Consulting today is the official partner of Amazon Advertising Team with in-house and remote team members across the world. Clients from over 15 countries across all the continents and managing millions of USD in advertising budget. Our guest is a frequent speaker in global conferences, pre-COVID, of course, uh, on online webinars and e-commerce and Amazon marketing. He has been featured in cha on Channel 4 UK, Fortune, Yahoo News, BuzzFeed, Global Sources, and has various cooperations with the Wall Street Journal and similar entities in the space. Without further ado... Welcome to my guest, David, uh, David Nicolici. Like, see, I already messed up your first name, and I told you I would do that. For, that's what happens when we go live. David, welcome to the show today. Thank you very much. That was an amazing intro, and congrats on the 50 shows. Like, that, yeah, this, is, thanks. this is super cool. We already got people chiming in. Thank you, Raja, who is a friend of the show, as Rob Stanley, my uh, 
Episode hey, one counterpart. So Robbie, uh, thanks for joining us live. Everyone, again, for joining us live, wherever you're consuming us. Uh, we appreciate it. And this is the exciting part is I could just talk to people like you. It's 10 o'clock your time. It's 10 a.m. my time. It's yeah. uh, it's fun to be able to be in this space and talk to people over the world. But that's quite a, a resume you have going on. I didn't even mention that you're also a DJ, which is also <laughs> what we were talking about. This is is David is a DJ on the side, everyone, that he is is doing this not just on the weekends. He's doing this yeah. full time when he had, and the little time he has, he is yeah. pumping out the greatest. You're producing music. Yeah. You're also DJing. So yeah. it's fantastic. I love it. Thanks, man. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to keep the two worlds, you know, separated. But I, actually, I was trying to keep the two worlds separated. But then I said, you know, fuck it, whatever. I, I'm just showing <laughs> who I am. <laughs> it's just, it's just kind of, it's just kind of the, uh, yeah, who we are on the side. And you're allowed to show this is, you know, who I am as a person and yeah. what I'm passionate about. So that just makes you you. So that's awesome. And yeah. look at that. Robbie already said, ask him about his DJ career. So there we go. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's an exciting time uh, to be both. Uh, I'm assuming DJing is a little bit different right now, but in the Amazon space, it's pretty exciting time to be a part of what we are a part of. Um, what for people who may not understand or know your background, besides the one resume that I read off, what is maybe kind of give us an insight to who you are and what you're passionate about and what you're doing in the space right now? Yeah. So actually. Most of the people who know me already, they probably know me because they have read the article that I wrote uh, more than two years ago now about Chinese sellers. And I, man, I literally still get a lot of inquiries, even consulting about what is going on in China, why Chinese sellers are so good. I remember I, so my Amazon career started in 2014 when I was already working uh, as a digital marketing manager, SEO, social media since 2010. I have studied communication and business, then I started working in digital marketing, but I, I had no idea of anything that was going on in the Amazon FBA space. And um, when I, yeah, in 2014, I got this job with Sambali Tech that is, I think, still currently one of the top sellers from Amazon. They are, they are huge, they, they own a lot of brands, they, they make millions in Amazon, and I started learning. I not only learned about Amazon FBA, but I also learned about the, the, the deep secrets of why Chinese sellers are crushing it on Amazon since, you know, since 2014, since 2015, you know, they are owning this space. Now, I think Robbie actually in the, um, in the audience, he shared this article that now something like 75% of new sellers on Amazon US are from China or, you yep. know, so, wow. It was, it, uh, it, it was announced, yeah, it was announced in, um, Marketplace polls Marketplace, that 70, yes. yeah, 75% of new Amazon sellers come from China. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you have to consider also the duplicate accounts, et cetera, but it's still a huge number. And I was based in Shenzhen. There is a city where something like almost half of Chinese-based sellers are, are based, you know, so that's, that's incredible. If you want to, you know, have uh, Amazon knowledge on steroids, just go to Shenzhen. So I discovered a lot and I unveiled to the world a lot of secrets of Chinese Amazon sellers. And that article that I wrote, it is around 10,000 words. It's really in-depth. It, it, you know, we cover business aspects and cultural aspects and we combine them together. And I've interviewed a lot of experts. I have this you know, habit of interviewing people in my own blog, uh, like I did with you and with other people. And that was amazing. I got featured in many podcasts, many shows. I remember a guy randomly added me on 
what's up and he told me hey are you the writer of this of this blog post because it's going on fire on whatsapp groups i didn't have even any idea that there were whatsapp groups for, for amazon sellers so that's how i started to gain some traction and that's when my consulting agency started to you know being being exposed uh, into the world, and I got more and more business because you know I I did what I felt I had to do. I had to unveil those secrets, the, all of this thing that I've been collecting in two years. I bum, I just I, I just took it out. And I'll, I'll get I'll make sure for the article that you're referring to. I'll make sure we link that in the comments too, and, and make sure that yeah. everyone has access to um, what we're referring to later on. But uh, just a couple more. Uh, comments the DJ and Amazon expert what a deadly combination uh, from Roger again the rest of buying from China uh, I, I'm I think referring to uh, if you're not a seller you're buying um, from them <laughs> in China and then Dave, uh, David was the first podcast because it was a, of that article so yeah. um, it, it could just take one of those things to really kind of spur yourself in the space what do you think so you said like you got noticed in like tier one publications. What was that like in terms of people recognizing you? Like, hey, do you mind talking about us or yeah. contributing to us in like these articles, you know, that are internationally known? What was that like? It was it was super cool because then I got this exposure and I got contacted by the Wall Street Journal. Even though I never really had my name in one of their articles, I was you know behind you know the desk and behind the scenes. I was helping the writer at that time, uh, who was based in Hong Kong. I was meeting him like on a monthly basis, really telling everything that I that I knew about Chinese sellers, and that escalated to getting interviewed by BuzzFeed News. I was featured on their article where they're literally quoting Jeff Bezos. And right after that, there is my name with a link to my website. And then I started having presence, you know, in global sources, global from Asia, other conferences. I, I, I was supposed to speak at the European Marketing Summit. Uh, it's been canceled for COVID, you know, other, and then Channel 4 UK, yes, uh, in, in national TV in Italy and other, other kind of things. So, yeah, that was quite good. Uh, but, you know, what actually... So I'm going to I'm going to say this and I'm going to tell you why I got to write that thing that article because I was I got a lead of a client trying to get in touch with me because at that time I was working for Aoki that is also one of the top sellers from China and they were literally looking for the agency that was helping Aoki to get into Amazon and we were helping them at that time. Mm -hmm. uh, the good thing is that I'm a western, I'm European and I was helping Chinese sellers. This gave me uh, a trust to, to my you know target audience there are Amazon sellers because they wanted to know how Chinese were doing but they didn't want to work directly with Chinese agencies right so they could right. trust me what happened they invited me in Berlin and they told me okay let's just you know have a have a conversation for one hour I went to their office this one hour turned out being five hours where they pretty much asked me asked me anything that I could know what they could think about, you know, how Chinese sellers were ranking so fast, so quick, were selling so much on Amazon. I took some notes and then I, I translated those notes into this article. That's amazing. And how, how long was the article? It, was it like a certain length or was it almost like a book? Like how long did you... How long for people? Yeah, some some people say I could just you know some people can can just make an ebook out of that because I also made a follow up article that tells you how to you know fight back unfair competition. So you can you can it's very easy if you look if you Google secrets behind Chinese Amazon sellers or secret Chinese Amazon sellers you will find it on We Are Growth Hack. It's around ten thousand words. It takes you a good half hour to read. 
go through. Many people, you know, read it several times. There is a lot of links to very, you know, useful content. I interview a lot of people, and then the next article is around 12,000 words. So combined together, it's 25,000 words. It, it's a lot. Like, right. Yeah. yeah. You just you pour yourself a nice drink, uh, you know, a nice fire, and then put it <laughs> and then read, read it on your phone or your ebook or something like that. So, no, that, that's exciting. Like, I've read a little bit. I need to obviously thumb through more of it, but uh, we'll make sure that we link it out to our, our listeners and our watchers as well. So, from this spurred your agency. So you gained this knowledge. You're you're not from obviously you're not from China. You but you live in China right no, you're not in China right now. Are, are you, uh, yeah. In China. yeah, in Hong Kong. It's it's right. re registered in Hong Kong. Yeah. Gotcha. But you're from Italy. So what what was that transition like? Why move from Italy to you know, is it you're in pocket right now, correct? I'm in Phuket, yeah, Thailand. Yeah. In Thailand. Okay. Yeah. So, so what was that transition personally? Like, why, why move from Europe to to, to build a business in Hong Kong, but then also live in Phuket? All right. So that that's quite a story. I was living in Italy. We got some time. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. Uh, yeah, we could talk about ranking in the last five minutes. That's great with me. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get into that, but it, it paints a picture for our audience for people to understand, no, but, like you, like in your perspective. Yeah, exactly. No, but I, I love it because I, I, you know, anyway, I don't have you know slides or I, I'm going to keep it very discursive. And I want to teach people my mindset. Uh, we will talk about that later. So, how did I end up in Phuket and in China and in Hong Kong? I, I'm in Italian. I, I started traveling when I was 21. I with you know exchange program with my university, and then I ended up in uh, in Germany, starting to work for this group owned like business. And um, I finished this internship, and I started working for this group on like again in Italy and they asked me if I want to be moved in Barcelona I said great I love to you know change the environment I love Barcelona it's an amazing city uh, long story short two years after so that was almost four years I was working for this company uh, they asked me to go back to Italy and I said no way that I'm moving back to Italy so what I did I took all the savings that I had it was really really a very small amount I had collectively something like 7,000 US dollar. And I traveled all around the world for, uh, yeah, for something more than, for, for more than six months. And I literally fell in love with Thailand, with Asia. You know, I wanted to come back here so bad, but I couldn't find a job. Um, so what I did, I was starting looking for different jobs, uh, but it was really hard at that time to get a job for me in Shanghai, big cities like Hong Kong, Singapore, Bangkok. So a headhunter told me, why don't you look into Shenzhen and Guangzhou that are pretty much booming right now. They have a need for, you know, international talent. So I had this kind of skill set because I, I was doing digital marketing at that time, SEO, social media, I could speak uh, four languages. Um, Sambali what, tech. What four, what four languages, real quick? What can you speak? Yeah, so I can speak Italian because I'm born in Italy. I can speak German and Spanish, and sometimes I speak English also. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're doing a good job. Like, that's better English than I say sometimes. So, like, you're doing a great no, job. <laughs> no. Actually, living in Asia brings down your English skills. Like, seriously, this happened to my, you know, native native speakers English friends so um what happened i i moved in there like for me it was a complete you know 
you know, it was a big question mark. I, I didn't know where I was going. I'd never been in mainland China at that time because I traveled all around. Uh, I was in, I have been in Taiwan before in Thailand, other Asian countries, but never in China. I, I had a big cultural shock, but I, under, I, I started learning about Chinese mindset and entrepreneurship, something that I love because I had in my mind, in the back of my mind that I would eventually become an entrepreneur, uh, settle my, you know, marketing agency, but I thought I would do it when I was 20, 35, I'm sorry, and I'm 34 now so i actually launched my agency when i was 29 yes uh 29 yeah that's awesome i mean so right from the get-go you just knew like you you've went with the opportunity and whatnot are you still currently selling on amazon or is it more just consulting and more techniques yeah. and helping other people grow yeah it's just consulting i i don't have the time it's this is something that i want to do but i'm doing too many things so you know i can't be also an amazon seller full time. I, I know that's why i tell people i'm like i would sell on amazon but i don't know if i would ever see my wife and child ever again i mean like to 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 be, to be fair like obviously amazon's a full-time job in without like people getting upset with me or you I, I think people like join Amazon to get away from a nine to five, but for people like you and me, we like helping people, which requires yeah. us to be available to work nine to five, but then other times of day, Amazon is a full-time job and we don't, I don't tell people to jump into it lightly. Um, you have to have the time and dedication. It gets easier as you, you kind of enhance it uh, in your business, but get going, uh, you're probably going to spend more time than you would at a, yeah. a traditional nine to five, to be honest and to do it right. Um, so, but for people who are watching this on social media, I put the link to your website in the comments. So go ahead and click and check that out in the blog section. It's fantastic. It just a growth, a wealth of knowledge, I should say, um, in starting on Amazon. I think your most recent blog was starting on Amazon in 2021. Was that the most recent yeah. article? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. That one. Yeah. So when, and then, yes, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. And then we had this amazing article, you know, uh, that had already thousands of views and we normally don't run ads, uh, about prediction trends and prediction for 2021 by top Amazon experts. And you were there. Thanks for, for being there. And yeah, so we probably talk about this a little bit as well, because, you know, ranking, you have to say what is working in 2021, how you do it. So I, I had some, you know, nice content there by a few experts we, we will we will also you know quote them yeah absolutely i mean and that's the thing too is i i always tell this this show is like it's all about perspective and each seller and each person won't have the whole picture but when you get a yeah. picture from multiple different people like you did in those trends and predictions i think it kind of gives a lot of people insight on what to look for um it's not gonna be as ridiculous as like you know, Amazon's going away in 2021 or anything like that. But like as a whole, we kind of see where things are going to going. Speaking of kind of predictions, and this is kind of like apart from what we'll get into ranking. The news yesterday kind of shook the Amazon world that Jeff oh, Bezos yeah. is stepping down yeah. as CEO, but will be executive chairman. What was your thoughts on that when you heard about that? Uh, this is funny. I woke up this morning. Uh, no, actually, I didn't wake up at, at this notification. I was going to say that I woke up at this clubhouse notification. I didn't. I woke up this morning at 5.30 to jump into a consulting call with a client from the U.S. And I'm still awake oh, at man. 30. You're like me. You don't sleep anymore. <laughs> I want to sleep. <laughs> exactly. So, okay, don't call me on Thursday because I'm playing at, you know, at the club. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's your day off. So, 
Yeah, that's my day off. And um, so after I finished the call, I I got a new shower. I got it because I, I was I was like like this, and I got a lot of notification in Clubhouse of people starting rooms about Jeff Bezos, you know, stepping down. And um, yeah, I I got in late into the room, into the main room, but so there were pretty much a bunch of different uh, you know topics. Uh, there's a lot of speculation and a lot of conspiracy theories. And there is a lot of, uh, you know, people saying, okay, Jeff Bezos is pretty much tired of this shit. He doesn't want to deal anymore with, you know, all the bullshit of Amazon Seller Central and all the, you know, this kind of pain in the ass. He's made already a lot of money and he wants to focus on some other projects, you know, um, yeah, like space, et cetera. Um, which, is no, to, to, which is no small joint venture to, to go into space. Yeah. But yeah, yeah exactly. That was, that was the rumor that was going around is that he wants to well, obviously with like they they just posted because they had their earnings report for Q4 yesterday for people who didn't like don't know why yesterday was a big day. They had their Q4 earnings report and it was the first time that they posted $100 billion in revenue. I think it was revenue, maybe not revenue yeah. profit, um, which is the first time in history they've ever done that, which is fantastic um, for them. Not for uh, I mean, like the rest of the people like. <laughs> For, for them, it shows yeah. growth, but I think like it, the timing kind of makes sense, but there's also like other things going on. It kind yeah. of under the table, they are paying out, you know, other workers and delivery people with like uh, the wages that they withheld or the tips they withheld. Um, that, that's kind of the ugly side of it. But in terms of like the opportunities that are out there, I think he wants to go back to innovation and he just, as a CEO yourself, you probably know that you just don't have time when you're running day-to-day -day operations all the time. Yeah. Yeah, and the thing that I was pointing out in this room because I didn't really get too much into the details of the of the information was this: look at the Amazon stock; the, the value didn't go down, uh, right? Because they actually published the earnings like uh, like a few hours before communicating that Jeff Bezos was stepping down. So Amazon is still very healthy. The fact that Jeff Bezos is stepping down is not alarming too much people as it would have done, you know, in another situation because it's 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 pumping right now. Yeah. Is that going to affect third-party sellers at all? Or do you think that that has literal, literally zero impact on uh, third-party sellers or private label yeah. sellers? I think there's going to be more AI because the new chairman and the new people on top are more AI and tech savvy than Jeff Bezos. Andy Jassy. Yeah. 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 So this was the general sentiment in the clubhouse room. By the way, if you don't follow me, follow me. Davide Nicolucci, follow Ryan. Are you in clubhouse, Ryan? I'm not because you know those people are suck because they only allow it for Apple products. I I want to oh, like it would be nice. Yeah. Like they only allow iOS. Every yeah. this is the funny thing I've heard or I've seen and witnessed that for people who are watching. This is my disdain with Clubhouse, even though it's really good and it's really uh, profitable. Like I say, profitable. They're they're gonna go places. I think um, for Clubhouse, what people don't if they don't know what Clubhouse is, Clubhouse is an audio only app, but it's really big for people networking, especially now in this time of, uh, in this era, when a lot of people are, you know, stuck at home, it's ways to like, listen to people like Elon Musk the other day jumped on with yeah. the CEO of Robinhood. Like it filled up, I think 5,000 people can go into a quote, the app crash, room. By the way. <laughs> yeah, the app crash. Uh, and it's things like that, where you can just listen to them talk. And it's not recorded. It's, it's, it's all live. And you have to be there in the moment, which is kind of fascinating in terms of that capacity. It's not uh, it's not something that just exists and like a webinar, you can watch it later. So I think it's really yeah. cool. But the downside is, is that it's not on your desktop because I have a Mac computer, but I can't get on it there. 
And then also you uh, have to have an Apple device, so an iPad or an iPhone, which I have neither. I have an iPad, but it's too old to download the stupid app. So here yeah, I am yeah. missing out on something that's really cool uh, is, as know, cool as Clubhouse. Well, but they'll innovate. Maybe, they'll grow. Yeah, they will. Or probably an Android developer will come up with something similar. You know, you never know. Yeah. Probably they're leaving this door open to someone else. You, you don't know. Well, Twitter, that, well Twitter, yeah, Twitter is doing something very similar. And I've been kind of following them because I think they have a user base that would that would make sense too. Uh, but I think Clubhouse, like they did the series of fundraising where it's like they have eight employees, but this like a billion dollar valuation already, which is pretty crazy to think. But I think it's really cool in terms of what it's doing for networking and how people are connecting. I've heard people just yeah. say only good things about it. So I am the only the sour person because I can't get on it. So that, <laughs> that's what it is. It, it's like a FOMO or fear of missing out. I love to be sour, man. Like, <laughs> give me a topic. <laughs> <laughs> well, right. speaking of topics, let's get into it. So 2021, yeah. uh, I, I come from a company that was was big for launching products back, you know, in 2015, 16. There, that was how Viral Launch got started. And, you know, there's different ways that Amazon touts. It's a really big topic because you need to learn how to launch a product successfully in order to be successful on Amazon. So that being said, there's a lot of loop, I say like hurdles that Amazon kind of throws at you in, in order to do legit ranking and to be successful. What are you seeing for 2021 that are going to be the best ways to rank products either on Amazon, off Amazon or both? Yeah. So first of all, disclaimer, because of the huge amount of content that there is out there, okay, I'm not going to give you a step-by-step -step process. Also, right. because I have done it already in my YouTube channel. If you guys want to see that, the way that we rank products using uh, external traffic, uh, Facebook influencers and PPC is there. So I'm not going to duplicate it also because I'm tired of explaining to, to many other different <laughs> webinars. I've been doing like 20 times in the course of the past year. Just go so. to his YouTube channel, check it out. We'll make sure we link to that as well. Yes. So what I'm here to give you today, guys, and this is a last minute, you know, decision of not, you know, following the same, the same topic list is this, give you a different mindset. Uh, try to shift your, the focus of your attention into something different that I don't find as many times present in the, in the space, in, in the internet, in, you know, blogs and YouTube, etc. So you were talking about ranking on page number one. The first question, I'm not even going to discuss what is ranking, how to rank, because we pretty much know all that. All this information is, is online. You can find it very easily. But of course, we're going to talk also about that. But I'm not going to tell you all the step-by-step -step processes. Also, because Amazon A9 algorithm keeps changing. It doesn't really change a lot, but keeps changing. And all the different things keep changing all the time. So the thing is, you want to rank on page number one for some keyword. This, the question is, for which keyword do you want to rank on page number one? Are you sure you want to you know, launch this product and rank from the beginning to page number one for the top competitive keyword? Are you really sure you want to do that? Because you are going to compete against the biggest players there. And you're going to compete probably for a keyword that could also not be directly related to your product because it could be a very broad search terms because we, we know that the keyword that actually get most of the impression and search volume because we all can use brand analytics most of the time are very broad search terms so what you should do is you should shift your focus to 
rank on page number one for a particular keyword that describes your product or that actually uh, describes how your product solves the problem of the user because it's all about this, how your product is beneficial to, to the end user, how the user can, why should the user buy your, your product? So if you see my point of view, it's still a very theoretical point of view. I don't like to get too much into the needy and greedy because I've done it before. There is other space to do that. But here I just want, once again, to give you this mindset. So is it only about search volume or uh, or not? Are you are you sure that you really buy only the products that you find on the first page when you first make a search on Amazon? So I was listening to a podcast, I think last year, and this is this is true. This is what is happening actually on Amazon. When you're looking for a coffee mug, okay, will you end up buying the first coffee mug that you actually find on the first page when you do your first research? Probably not, right? Because Eventually, you, you, you have already an idea of what you want to buy. You, you know already what is your taste. You probably find a generic coffee mug that is you know, on number one position on Amazon because of good price, good reviews, good sales velocity, etc. because it's really generic, because it's good for most people, but it could not be good for you, right? So as, as you refine your research, let's say I want to buy this one. Uh, this is like a Ikea-like. So this is ceramic, white, uh, you know, whatever. Maybe you have very sensitive hands. You don't want, you know, to burn your hands. So you will start refining your search. So this is the shift of the mindset that you as a seller have to, have to do, have to make in your mind. You have to try to rank top page, top, top search results for the particular keywords that are a lot related to your, to your product. So this is this is the first thing you should think of. Don't don't try to rank for a coffee mug. Okay, that's going to waste your time and your money probably because you spend a lot on PPC and external traffic and all these kind of things, etc. And it's, it, and still you're competing against you know the biggest player out there. And I think that most of the sellers here are new sellers or you know six figure sellers, uh, five figure sellers probably, seven figure sellers. Okay, because you know huge sellers they already know how to rank on Amazon. They don't need pretty much to, to listen to this unless they really want to listen to my story and to my DJ stuff. But, you know, most of the sellers, they're trying to find a way to rank. So if you're trying to find a way, don't compete with the big guys. You know, when I was at the conferences until, you know, pre-COVID, people were saying, okay, one of the best ways to get keywords for your PPC is, you know, run the reverse Asian search. Boom. <laughs> you, you will get a lot of, you know, relevant keywords, yes, but with a very high search volume and very competitive. Don't start from the top search terms, from the top, you know, competitive keywords. Start from what really makes sense for you, for your product. And this goes back all to the same issue. Being a good marketer, being a good seller, you have to find a product that, you know, solve a specific problem of a niche. I was interviewing Amy Wiest. She has an incredible mind. She was explaining to me, we will publish this episode soon on my YouTube channel, how to operate product selection. She, she pretty much takes the entire market. She, does it, she doesn't use tools. I also am not a big fan of using tools. And she breaks down, you know, what people really need 
uh, in a product and she makes a new product out of that. So with this, you're already without your competitors because you will be the only one. So you have to have the same mindset. So what I want to give you today, guys, is a mindset more than a list of things that you have to do one after one. I was, I was literally looking, okay, what kind of content we find today, February 2021, when we operate the search on, on YouTube, how to rank products on Amazon. And yeah, there was this, you know, checklist reviews uh you know traffic and uh, conversion rate etc yes you have to know that but if you apply it in the wrong way you, you you lost already something that so this is this is the first thing that i have to say do you have anything to say ryan oh no i was going to say uh you've hit the nail on the head uh in terms of everyone kind of knows the strategy but if you don't apply it step by step um i always start with find your micro niche that people um, don't don't buy a product and then try to fit that product into all these keywords. Find the keyword that is going to yield results. There's not a lot of competition. It's very unique in terms of like search volume. But then uh, that that's when you develop that product and go from there. So it's it's really just kind of uh, you got to do your research. You have to do what's best uh, for what's out there, and then kind of iterate from there. Like Amy is a friend of the show, and she's been on too. You know she it's pretty common that she does dog treats or dog toys, I think, or the <laughs> pet community. And then it's like, well, if I just did dog toys, for example, you know, that would, that would yield so many freaking results. It would be impossible to get to the top. But what if I did dog toys for uh crate animal or created animals or uh created dog toys or created dog toys that for like, Rottweilers or created dog toys yeah. or, you know, and then kind of go from there. It's all, it's called a long tail keyword that you can yeah. get really specific for your product and start winning those categories because no one searches for like uh phone charger. Um, on yeah. if like you're looking for that, you're going to either search by brand more, more often than not, or you're going to search by phone charger, uh, for car or phone charger for yeah. iPhone 10 or yeah. whatever yeah. it is. Like it's going to yeah. be longer than that two to three yeah. word search. Exactly. And you know, later on, I would have started talking about niche micro targeting, etc. So we are on the same page at least. Yep. Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> it's okay. So, you, you got someone who understands it all on the same page. <laughs> so something also that I didn't find enough online, but I've been talking about this a lot is relevancy score. How many sellers don't know what is relevancy score? This is really, really important. And I almost never find it when searching and listening to people who explain what ranking on Amazon is. This is fundamental. Um, the relevancy score is pretty much the score that Amazon gives to your product for a particular keyword search uh, in terms of results. So what, what position your product, this coffee mug would have for white coffee mug in terms of organic and paid results. So you have to understand that you have to that you have to understand what relevancy score is and you have to put your effort into making it better. And you have to, of course, to bid on the relevancy score for keywords that are relevant for your product. So long tail keyword, you know, niche targeting, micro targeting, we will see this later when I will break down a little bit the strategy that we use without getting too much into the details. So understand what is relevancy score, why Amazon gives this to you and why you would appear uh, lower or higher in the, in the search results. And there, there are ways of actually getting a better relevancy score. That is pretty much the same way that Amazon A9 algorithm works. So you would have to have, you know, better reviews, better content, you know, search terms and uh, sales velocity, uh, conversion rate, etc. So all of those things, you need to know what they are 
we're not going to tell you know exactly how to improve each one of them but you need to know what they are because they're very beneficial to your relevance score so if you want, I suggest you guys to do some extra research on relevance score on Amazon. We have done a few pieces of content there for relevance score. Now, yes, um, when it comes to reverse search ASIN, let me give you a valid alternative to that. You don't need to buy any tool. You don't need to, to pay any subscription. You have free data in your account if only you run broad PPC campaigns or automatic PPC campaigns. What happens? Amazon will attribute, once again, search terms, keywords to your, to your search terms, uh, sorry, uh, search terms to your keywords, and you have already all of those under your nose. You probably don't know that. You download your search term reports and you take a look at the terms that don't convert into sales but have a very high click-through rate. These are good keywords for, for you because it means that one person saw it, one person clicked on it. Even if it didn't buy, okay, but still you have a very high click-to rate. So I normally stay between 100 to 50% click-to rate. And guess what? We try, we make new campaigns on PPC or we try to bid organically with the ranking strategy on those kind of keywords and it helps. In some cases, we had an increase of 10% in the sales. And I mean, who doesn't want 10% more? <laughs> and the ACOS exactly. is, is more, most of the time is, is really good. So this is also something, once again, change your mindset thing, change your frame. Don't stick to what all the other sellers are doing just because everyone else is doing. And you're not competing between me and you and our neighborhood. We're competing with millions of sellers. Half of them, no, 75 of them, 75% of them are from China. So they will outbid you. They will outcome you in any ways they can. You have to be creative. You have to think about what problem your, your product is solving. Who is your target niche? How you can do micro-targeting? So this is, you know, once again, I'm just trying here, guys, to give you a different mindset. Absolutely. I that, mean, I appreciate it. Yeah, that, that's good. Uh, sorry to continue on that. No, no, no. Um, Go ahead. Is there... Is there when people are ranking and that is kind of their mentality when you're coming into the marketplace versus if you're launching new products and you're already a seasoned seller, are there places that you find it easier to start like marketplaces that you're starting to tell people to like either jump into uh, less competition or possibility of you to kind of stand out from the crowd? Um, for example, in either Europe or in Japan or Singapore, where, where are you touting uh, people launch products, if not in the United States? I guess it depends on the product. It really depends on the on what kind of product you're selling. Uh, we, you know, I'm, I manage multiple accounts. We, we provide uh, help into every kind of marketplaces because we have native speakers who can operate marketing and research and keywords in any kind of language where Amazon operates. So I can tell you, for example, we launch a respirator, uh, so, you know, COVID times, you need respirators. It's an easy tool. It's not that expensive. It was 50 US dollar. Uh, in Japan, it didn't pick at all. Uh, we had a bunch of reviews, organic, then sales were really low. PPC was a disaster. Canada, wow, we had more sales than United States. Really, I don't know really? how. Yeah, <laughs> the United States apparently looks like it's saturated, but Canada was, was good. But for other kind of products, we had zero luck in Canada. We were selling like two years ago, uh, running belts. And no, no one runs in Canada, probably. I, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> Too cold up there, man. Yeah. It's cold this time of year. No one's running outside. 
Yeah, so I mean that also makes sense. So yeah, it goes with the product. So I would say you have to make your research. And uh, you know, I was interviewing Andy Lee from uh, Singapore, and we were talking about Southeast Asia. What kind of products should you sell in Southeast Asia? The products that work well in the United States? No, because the market is really different. So yeah, if you ask me about the marketplace, you definitely have to do your research first. It don't don't want just to to try your luck because that client that I I have there is selling respirators. They have you know a huge amount of money that they can invest so they don't care they want to be everywhere so it's you know see which one works best and but if, if you are a new seller you want to pick and choose your markets you really have to do your research first what what is the most difficult uh category or product type that you guys continue to see rank uh it's it's difficult to do it, it takes either money it's really difficult to get it up yeah. there what is it what we have what we're struggling now is to rank and sell for clothing uh, clients. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a kind of niche product. They don't want to put down their 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 price because they have this Italian designer. I mean, I'm Italian and I know, but yeah, you should you should see your strategy there. But we that's what the the account that is doing. You know. The, the least for between our clients and then yeah what, then what do you think have, that is is it just because of competition or do you think it's more brands like what what, what do you think is the reason yeah i think it's both because you know we apply pretty much the same strategy uh, to to each one of our clients because we know how you know amazon works and uh, i think it's a combination of the thing like it's but branding we we are helping them we're doing everything that we we, we can you know optimizing something that i wanted to say later but we can mix and you know match now for for example your brand store your 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 branded you know advertising and your content your real estate you have really to be careful about that because even though it doesn't help ranking immediately it helps your conversion rate so conversion rate is very important for ranking so you really have to pay attention to how you present your listing and your product, you're telling your customer why they should buy this, and you have to carry the same message from your website, social media, to your Amazon page and to your store. This is really, really important, including PPC and branded ads and video and display ads and everything. So I think in that particular case, um, it's probably a mix of price and the fact that they're still new on Amazon because we're, we're helping launch those, uh, th those products. And uh, it's a very particular niche that is probably people don't really buy a lot on Amazon and I can't reveal more information, but I guess this is it. And we had amazing results, for example, at, you know, last year selling supplements. Of course, there was a huge demand of, you know, in um, immune system boosters and using that particular strategy, man, we, we have multiply times 10 their sales. We, I mean, COVID-19 was the right kick that, that brand needed, you know, the, the kick in the ass to, to, to let them rocket, you know, uh, above. But uh, we were able to sustain this kind of ranks. So, okay, as we're here, you know, talking about this ranking strategy, let me just break it down very, very simply in, in a simple way. And then people who are interested, uh, if they didn't hear it already, they can go and check it out on my blog and on my YouTube right. channel. So how do we do it? Because because I know, you know, because of this way that I think micro-targeting, uh, external traffic, what we do. We use a tool that generates, you know, uh, tracking links, Pixify me. So that's that's the beginning. That by the way, it's not black hat, don't think about that. I've been, right. I've been it's a tra yeah, it's a URL shortener or it kind of like cleans yeah. up the URL but allows you to track where traffic is coming from. 
Yeah, and also to add some keywords. So I've been I've been teaching this to Helium Ten, you know, elite members. So that's just completely fine. My my, I, we are Amazon advertising partners, so there's no problem. Don't worry, you can use it. Okay. <laughs> so with 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 Pixify, it really helps you with uh, to associate this customer search, these keywords to your product. But the funny thing is that if the, the keyword is not relevant, it, it somehow doesn't work. It's 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 really funny because I combine it together with with Facebook, and um, so we take information. Just 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 to summarize, we take information. We take top uh, potential terms from PPC search term reports and from brand analytics, and also from some other tools. Zone Guru, I really love it. Uh, Helium Ten, you can take it from whatever you want, and uh, we 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 make two twin campaigns. One exact match on PPC and one ranking campaigns with Facebook via Pixify uh, tracking links, where we target the same keywords, the exact same keywords. So we have this uh, double effect of paid and organic traffic to your Amazon listing using PPC and external traffic that go targeting the same the same keywords in a, in a paid way and in an organic or external traffic way. And this actually has been shown to, to bring amazing results. What kind of keywords you select? You have to operate here micro-targeting. So uh, for example, one uh, example that I, can, that, I can, that I can give you is this, once again, micro-targeting intended as long tail keywords. For example, uh, I was selling with another client, uh, how is it called, when you, a TV mount. Okay. Okay. And uh, yeah. yeah, TV mount. So you know, like you on the wall most... or yeah, is it a wall yeah. mount or is it just okay? Yeah, 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 yeah. The wall mount, etc. So they didn't know that, and this is something that I have researched into their you know certain report after blah 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 you know metrics and going through all everything. <laughs> so I have discovered that actually a big, a, a nice, and very profitable. Um, way for them to, to, to use their targetings, to come up with targetings, was to target specific TV models okay. that were, actu that were almost actually... Like showing... a, almost like a branded term, search term? Yes, like uh, TCL or Samsung, whatever model, TV model, because of course, people at the end of the customer journey, okay, when you're looking for the coffee mug, whatever, you already know what you're looking for, they will look for a mount for that specific TV TV model that they have. And that's mm -hmm. when they're gonna make the purchase, okay? okay? So that's when they're gonna make the purchase. This is the kind of keywords you want to be definitely number one. So it's not enough to just put it on your title, but you have to run PPC for that kind of keyword. Something that I also suggest is run PPC with one exact keyword for one campaign for one product. That's also really, really boosting your paid, uh, paid ranking. Mm -hmm. and your relevance score because you're telling Amazon, hey, I'm going to spend $50 a day, $20 a day only for that keyword, only for that product. I mean, more than this, what else do you want to do? And we were we were running also Facebook ads and external traffic using that Pixify that is pretty much helping, suggesting Amazon that you have, you know, that you're using those those kind of keywords. And it worked pretty well. So it brings down, I remember, the total ACoS from 18% to 6% while increasing sales of a plus 50%. And I'm not talking of a five-figure sellers. I'm talking of a seller that made millions every month. So when you add the plus five, 50% in sales, that's a lot because you know the numbers kind of change in, uh, in that particular situation. So that really helped. I really suggest you guys to take a look at that video. I have a video on the channel. Uh, would, the video with most views is around 40 minutes where I really break down the, the 
you know this 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 strategy this ranking strategy for that that we use for most of our clients then we have been updating and evolving so if you look around you will find other videos related no that's that's fantastic and before we get to the, i know we're close to the top of the hour and you have another client you have to talk with what are some of the um maybe exciting things that you're seeing in terms of trends like maybe pull from those 2021 predictions that were put together, just kind of give us a teaser of what, what people can expect from Amazon sellers. If you're an Amazon seller or trying to grow in 2021, what are some of your favorite tips that you were hearing? Yeah, we had a lot of, you know, content about advertising, how Amazon is catching up with Google and Facebook. So giving sellers and giving brands actually more and more tools in their hands to express their creativity, to, to increase their creative assets, to, to approach the customers in very different ways, pretty much whatever. So there would be, you know, more focus on DSP and video content, graphic content, you know, display, etc. And this is also where Amazon wants to push, push us agencies to, make our clients spend money because yeah i was literally on the phone with amazon advertising representative and they asked me okay so you had this amount of clients using for example branded products uh sponsor product branded ads it should be like a little bit more you know <laughs> this year so you know this is the trend how, how the dare they ask for more money how dare they <laughs> I mean, they want to see the growth. They want to see the growth, right? So this is, you know, Amazon wants to grow, wants me to grow, wants you to grow. So the obvious way is spending more money to make more money. I mean, yes, we, we all got to spend money to make money. We know that adage. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If you're not spending it, you're losing it or something like that. Anyways, no, that that's fascinating. <laughs> in <ter> <laughs> um, but in, in terms of like, yeah, I, I think, I always tout like diversity because in terms of like what we saw, just problems people run into with .com uh, earlier in 2020 in terms of, hey, they weren't allowing inventory in. I don't think that will be a case again. I think by now, hopefully they've touted like logistics, but logistics is always difficult in, our, in terms of like, how are you going to get product from one place to another in a quick fashion? Like right now, Chinese New Year is really uh, is about to happen or some factories are already shutting down. So even though they might have yeah. been backlogged already, you might not see your inventory until May, June of this year. If you've already if you haven't prepared for that, you're in you're in a sour luck right now or you're going to be in big trouble if you ha or if you're, you know, sourcing from China. But uh, diversity, but in terms of like not just selling on multiple marketplaces, but in terms of like sourcing from different countries. Um, you know, just uh, being diverse on the marketplace is not just you're building your brand on Amazon, but also off Amazon. Yeah. Uh, I know you guys really tout that as well. Like either, yeah. do you guys work with a lot of, yeah, I was gonna say Walmart. What other marketplaces are you guys excited about? Uh, I see Etsy a lot now and um, well, and Mercado Libre. Yeah, yes. in, in Mexico, South America, in yeah, South America, Mexico, yeah. South America. Uh, actually, I was approached by some, you know, Chinese representative of El Mercado Libre that are actively recruiting sellers, you know, Amazon sellers, and they're bringing them to the dark side of El Mercado Libre and <laughs> giving them the these, you know, benefits. <laughs> I thought the dark side was Walmart.com. Like, what happened? Yeah. Well, so you, Walmart you know, is... Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. It's really catching up. I mean, as we wrote in the article, there there is a few tools already uh, partnering with Walmart. Let me let me see which one. In um, so they are catching up for the um, Amazon Prime. So they have you know this, oh, this the, quick delivery. the Walmart Plus. 
yeah, Walmart Plus, and uh, what is it like? Pixify, yeah, is is partnering with Walmart and Take a Metrics Advertising. Yeah, it is already partnering with with Walmart, so they are catching up. They want to spend more money. They want to get more sellers. They are evolving the platform because Walmart right now probably it's is like Amazon five years ago. I mean, I, I'm I'm not a Walmart seller, but this is this is what I what I know. So I'm I'm not gonna say, oh yeah, you know, we, we're managing millions of dollars for Walmart. No. <laughs> yeah. Another marketplace I'm actually excited about and we'll and we'll cap that at this is Target. Um I'm hearing I have heard that Target's gonna start opening up. That that's big in the United States and I think it's a big marketplace that potentially could you know, expand mm -hmm. a lot of people's brands, both in retail and then on, you know, online. But I, I'm pretty excited about that because it's the notion of like you walk into Walmart or Target, I should say, and then you walk out with like $100 worth of goods, like every time you walk in there. So it's, I think you'll start to see a lot of retail stores open up their marketplaces to third party sellers. So that wave will just continue to grow, not just on Walmart uh, and on Amazon, but you'll start to see more retailers start to diversify in that regards. Awesome. Well, DJ David, it was a pleasure of having <laughs> you here today. Um, I, I am super honored to have you talk because you guys are doing great things over where you're located. Uh, what, where can people learn about your company? If they want to work with you, if they want to consult, just pick your brain, where can they find more information about, uh, we are growth hack. Yeah, so you can find definitely on our website, wearegrowthhack.com. Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn, uh, Davide Nicolucci. You can find me on Facebook. Don't find me on Instagram, but find my find my company on Instagram, We Are Growth Hack. Uh, me, you will ju just see you know body pictures and naked girls pretty much everywhere. <laughs> so don't don't find me on Instagram, but find me on LinkedIn and Facebook. That that's be you selective where you connect with David basically everyone. so but you know no you you're doing i think you're doing a lot of great value to the space and uh i appreciate it as a friend of the show i know we have a lot of cool things that we're doing uh recording uh with each other and then also just more content you are pumping out we're pumping out uh we'll obviously be in touch so as a friend of the show you're welcome to hop on anytime and say like hey ryan let's talk about this and we'll, we'll go from there so thanks for you know being our guest sure. on episode 50. thanks to you and i will have you on my show quite right. soon that's yes. right. Yeah. Be, we, we've been coordinating on that, but you need to get some sleep, man. It's, it's late your time, but make sure you hop <laughs> yeah. on with your other client here at the top of the hour and uh, we'll go yeah. from there. But yeah, thanks so much. Uh, we'll talk to you later. Um, and then uh, have you on again soon. Cheers. Thank you. Bye-bye. Yeah. Thanks everyone again for joining on uh, crossover commerce. This is another episode, episode 50, super excited to be uh, a part of this uh, kind of ride I'm going on. We, we started this podcast as an accident. I would like, I always tout with people, um, by accident, it's, it's evolved in having some of the greatest conversations with e-commerce sellers in this space, but I go live on this channel almost every single day. Uh, we notify people on the ping pong payments, social media channels on both Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and on Instagram. Again, follow us on LinkedIn as well. We go live on that channel. Um, but if you're also not able to catch our live video streams, go ahead and subscribe to the crossover commerce podcast on Apple, Amazon music, uh, Spotify, and on Google podcasts, anywhere that you listen to a podcast, we're going to be there. Just search crossover commerce and you'll be able to download. We have about 10 episodes released on there and those are coming out quicker. Uh, we just pump out more video content, uh, that you can find it and rewatch again on ping pong payments, YouTube channel. I'm Ryan Kramer, the host of this show, crossover commerce. Thanks again for joining me on another episode tomorrow. We are actually going to go late 8 PM Eastern. Um, we're going to be talking with Nate Ginsburg 
of Sellerplex. We're going to be talking about growing your business and finding the right people to help you grow and take your business to the next level. So tune again uh, on LinkedIn, YouTube, Facebook, uh, and Twitter. This is Crossover Commerce. Again, I'm Ryan Kramer, the host of this show. Uh, we'll catch you again next time.